everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of the podcast known as The Life I'm Loving. I am your host, Vincent. This is the other host, Scarlett. As you can tell, we're, we're practicing, we're practicing. The goal is to get it right on the money to where my hello and her bark hello just really hit at the same time. And I'm, I'm timing it to the millisecond, so we're, we're going to get this, little gal. We're going to get this real, real nice, real on cue. It's going to be a real great time. It might, it might make some stars collide. Uh, might create some black holes when, when it just hits right on the money. But um, that's what happens when a dog and a person say hello at the exact same time. It's, it's common knowledge. That being said, I just wanted to, first of all, mention and shout out every single person who has participated in the polls that I have been posting with each episode that comes out on Fridays. Now, I do appreciate you guys voting, not appreciative of who you're voting for. And when I say who you're voting for, I mean voting for everybody but me. Isn't that unpleasant to hear? I know, Scarlett. Thank you for your sympathy. So, first of all, one of my episodes was tied to a poll that asked who's going to carry the podcast. You'll never believe this. Scarlett, as of right now, 100% of the votes. Scarlett, does that make sense to you? Mm. Oh, is that how you really feel, huh? Yeah, that's that's going to be the target of today's episode. I, I really feel it right here in the heart. And you're over here just gruffing at me saying, you know, of course I'm carrying these episodes. Like, what, what do you contribute to the podcast? And you really you really know how to hit it where it hurts, Scarlett. We're, we're going to have a talk after this. Uh, moving on, the other poll that I posted with last week's episode was asking who is taller. And it was me, it was Jen, and it was Scarlett. Now, I, I understand if you're only going off of what you heard last week. You know, I didn't put the stipulation that I have, you know, pogo shoes on or you know, high heels, platform boots, anything of that nature. But the fact that Scarlett has more votes than me is also very alarming. When did you start releasing your height to the world? What are you, like going to the puppy combine? I, I don't understand. What did they, what did they measure you at? That tall, huh? All right, well, you, you know, I will give you this. You really know how to back sass. Okay, all right, well. I guess the polls are right. I guess whoever's whoever's voting on these, you you guys are on to something. Uh, I'll, I'll take what I can get, I guess. Moving on, the general mood of this podcast is going to be fairly emotional as well. Uh, last week I spoke about my wife, Jen. You know, we got we got really into it. A lot of love, a lot of appreciation. And the person that I'm going to be talking about this week really does deserve a lot of appreciation and love and deserves to be talked about because they were half 
of the duo that created me. This person's birthday is the 4th of February every year since 1966. Uh, he stands about 6162. We thought I was going to get there. Found out when I was 16 that my growth plates and my legs stopped. So, hey, roll with the punches. Am I right? This man, arguably the biggest influence on my life. I love him so much. I can't say enough good things about this man. He helped raise me. He got me into a lot of the core values and interests that I have as of today. Made fun of a couple of my interests, but hey, you know what? In 1997, a lot of people thought Pokemon was going to fall off and was for children and babies. And yeah, it's, it's still really cool. And obviously, you guys were wrong to throw away my Pokemon cards because they're kind of worth some dough nowadays. If you couldn't tell. This episode is going to be all about my father. His birthday is on Sunday, and so I just wanted to show him some love on his birthday weekend. It's always a great time to have his birthday this weekend, or it was, because he's such a big football fan. And I grew up watching him, watching football, and that got me into football. He forced my brother and I to play football, which I wasn't a big fan of up until I started getting good at it. Then I was like, okay, you know, maybe it's not so bad. For those of you who do pay attention to football regularly, uh, the football season would always end on my dad's birthday weekend. And so his birthday being February 4th, usually that was the same weekend as the Super Bowl. So we'd always have a party at uh, someone's house, my grandma's house, my house, and we would celebrate his birthday during the Super Bowl, which I thought was always so cool. And then they added another game to the regular season. So now his birthday lands on the Pro Bowl. Uh... No one's really a big fan of the Pro Bowl. Now, I understand going to the Pro Bowl would probably be really cool, but especially because a lot of the good players don't play, a lot of them don't play hard, especially on defense, because they don't want to injure themselves or others. Yeah, it's a rock and a hard place to have a solid NFL football game for no reason, pretty much. So now they do the Pro Bowl games, which is flag football, and they do a lot of skill challenges. So to be honest, I might tap in, watch a few of the challenges that uh, go on throughout the weekend, uh, especially because, oh gosh, pro and con, I got a few Eagles that are in the Pro Bowl. Jason Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Hurt Knee, Pro Bowler, but not gonna make it, Lane Johnson, just to name a few. As much as I want to see them participate, would rather see them participate next weekend. And as much as it pains me to say it, good luck to the Chiefs, Jason's brothers on that team. No one else is relevant to the Chiefs besides Jason's brother and Big Red. I swear to you, there's no man or woman that is associated with the Chiefs that is more important than Jason Kelsey's brother and Big Red. I'm just gonna say that now. I guess, I guess good luck to the 49ers. Moving on. 
So my dad's birthday is now on the Pro Bowl games. I want to start with some fun facts about my dad's childhood. He lived in Mexico until he was three. That's probably what, 1966, 1969. So you're looking at Mexico in the late 60s. And he always tells three stories that have really cemented themselves in my brain. And I don't know the before and after moments that led to this moment and then how the fallout went after the moment. But I'm just going to give you three things that he tells us about his time in Mexico from age zero to three years old. And I'm just going to just going to let him go. I'm going to let him I'm going to let him free and you guys interpret what you want. Interpret the how, the why. I'll let you guys do that. Item A. My father, between ages zero and three, in Mexico, fell through a barn roof and landed in a wheelbarrow. Option two. He was chased by chickens. My assumption is multiple times. I don't know why I feel like it's been more than once, but I just, I feel like he didn't learn. Option C. He was kicked in the head by a bull. Now again, I don't know the why. I don't know the how. I don't know what resulted in those things happening but he tells us those stories and uh, you know what maybe those are the only things that he remembers because it sounds like every time he told a story it, it usually ended in him getting hit in the head or some sort of body part that might just kind of make you forget for a little bit i don't know getting hit by a bull falling through a barn sounds a little intense so those are three highlights of my dad's childhood that I just wanted to get out there for everyone to interpret the kind of man he is moving forward. Fast forward to his teenage years, pretty much throughout his life. He worked at Home Depot. He was big on working with his hands. He loved to just go in the garage and, and you know fix things and work on his cars and, and things of that nature. Uh, if you guys don't know what the Home Depot is, it is the logo that is a big orange square, white letters, the Home Depot, usually a pretty big store, usually a nice little food cart in front. They sell delicious burritos and, and hot dogs and things of that nature. They sell lamps, you know, those big inflatable things that you get for holidays, bird baths, assortments of trees, and what is it? piping you can get a lot at the home depot and he worked there forever up until he retired he told me stories of when he was younger and this was probably uh still illegal but he said when it was legal whatever that there would be days where he would work 20 hours a day and he would work 20 hours he would take a nap in his car and then go back to work again. Now, I, I am nowhere near that kind of 
hard worker, but like I said before, I don't like to converse with people when I'm at work. I, I like to keep my head down. I like to get my job done, get my eight, nine, 10 hours in if necessary and get out of there. I, I just, I really want to put in as much as I can within the time that I'm there. And I, I do think that he had a lot to do with it. Just his hardworking nature, his want to do more for others and his want to stay keeping food on the table. And I, I really respect him for that. He fairly recently told me about the working 20 hour days. And, and I, I think that's just insane. But you know, at, at the time he just, he wanted to make money to provide for his family. And that trend and that mentality really never left until he had to retire. I would always see him working all the time. He worked all hours of the day. He would work weekends and he would come home and he would just be so tired. He would sleep in the most comfortable pose. He would, he would sit on the couch. He would have one leg up. He would have his arm on the uh, couch here and his other arm would be behind the couch. So he's just sprawled out there and he would, he would sleep. He would just sleep and, you know, as a child, you didn't really understand how hard your parents worked. You just saw them at home and you wanted to play and, and you know, associate with them. And yeah, I, I do feel bad now looking back on it for, you know, the times that I tried to wake them up and get them all riled up uh, because I, I just wanted to get his attention. But I... I wasn't really aware of what he was doing the past 12 hours, you know, working. So I apologize for my forwardness, father. <laughs> uh, him in that pose is something that I will never forget. Him just sprawled out on the couch like that. Amazing. He would always wear collared shirts to work. You know, he would have stripe colored shirts, maroon colored shirts, gray colored shirts, dark blue colored shirts, any colored shirt color that was like a dark color, he probably had it in his closet. And that was always something that I, I noticed whenever he had a colored shirt on, I know he was going to work. That, that's, that's the trademark go to work shirt life. Nowadays, when I work, I, I do wear colored shirts, totally copied him. Sorry, dad. I also have the green, I have the blue, I have the gray, I have the maroon. I don't have stripes yet. I'm not on that level of colored shirt supremacy. So, you know, maybe when I turn 30, I might get there. TBD, TBD. But I, I, I think colored shirts are perfect, you know? Not too classy like a suit, not too chill like a t-shirt. It's airy, it flows well, you have two buttons, you got the collar. It's the perfect balance between business and casual. I love them. They're so awesome, wear them all the time. I recommend it to anyone who goes into an office. If you wanna wear something that's like dressy, not too dressy, buttons, not too many buttons, nice fabric that'll keep you warm and cool, collared shirt and so I, I tell you guys you know he's a hard worker 
Uh, he loved football. His personality was really tough to gauge. Uh, on the outside looking in, if you did not live in our home, he would always wear you know, collared shirts for work. But besides that, he would wear you know black shirts, Raiders shirts. He was a big Oakland Raiders fan, Las Vegas Raiders fan, Los Angeles Raiders fan. Wherever they went, he was a fan of the Raiders. A lot of times he would wear the silver and black, a lot of skulls, big skull on shirt man, a big car shirt guy. And he would, he would stand there again, six foot two. He would have his just jet black sunglasses on with his black Raider shirt and his pants on, jeans, blue jeans usually. And he would stand there and he would just look like the most intimidating guy. And I've had so many of my friends be so terrified of him. You know, I, I used to be scared of him as well back in the day. I mean, you know, father figures, they raise their voice at you. They tell you what to do and what not to do. And so a lot of the times, you know, he did scare me straight. Was it not fun? Yes. Did it work? Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, for those people that he didn't raise and for those people who didn't live with him 24-7, he just looked like a really intimidating guy. And he didn't talk much. He, he's not a, a big talker. He doesn't wear his heart on his sleeve by any means. Definitely hides it behind those collared shirts and those black Raider shirts. But if you went up to him and at least like tried to get some conversation out of him, he would be an open book. He would talk to you and he would have fun and joke around. He's got really dry humor and he's very sarcastic, but it, it was funny. Back in the day when I was younger, maybe his sarcasm didn't really process as well. But nowadays, and pretty much after I became a teenager, uh, the back sass and the sarcasm and the dry humor, not only did I understand it, I took it and I ran with it. And so thank you for your dry, sarcastic humor that I didn't understand back in the day. But now it's like a part of me. Uh, babies really love him. I don't know what it is. I think, you know, to me, babies are the purest form of innocence. They're blank slate. They're growing up. They're learning as they go. I do believe that they sense energy and, you know, babies are little warlocks. What else is new? And my dad would always be the baby whisperer. Any baby that he came in contact with would usually giggle at him. Even with his glasses on, he would like make a little face with his mouth or like a whistle, a, a whistle face where he pokers up like that. You guys, you guys can get the sense of what I'm doing. And he would lift up his glasses and his eyes would be all wide. He'd be like this. Woo. And they would, they would love him. They would giggle at him. They would play with his beard and his goatee. And babies just always had a soft spot for my father. I, I can't explain it. And that just shows you that he, he wasn't a scary guy. He wasn't a mean guy. He was just very selective on who got the positive attributes that he wanted to share. Who got the soft parts of him. I get it. You don't want to let your guard down for everybody. You want to you wanna stay strong. Let people know that you are a force but you're a gentle force. You're like a you're like the wind. You got a strong 
freeze when you need to. You can start tornadoes. But then you can also make the flowers fly in the breeze. And it's real nice and calm. And that, that's what my dad was. He, he looked like a guy you didn't want to mess with. But then you talk to him and all he did was mess around. And I love him for that. This is one of my also random memories of him. Every time he took a shower back in the day, he had this green like hand towel or like a long, longish towel. I don't know the different names of different sized towels. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not smart in that department, the, the towel size department. But he had a long-ish towel, and every time he would shower, he would take the hottest shower, so it was already steamy in there. He would shave, and then he would put some, some aqua blue aftershave, so it already has that, that stingy, fresh smell. And he would come out of the bathroom with his shirt and shorts already on he had the aqua blue smell going on the steam came out and he'd have this green towel over his head uh, like those of you who ever watched wrestling it was like Kane. he put the towel over his head and he would walk to the couch and sit on the couch sprawl out and just vibe i thought it was the funniest thing ever because why why are you doing this why do you have a towel on your head and i guarantee his response was why not Short, sweet, to the point. And as a kid, I don't take it as like sarcasm or something like that. I take it as, well, why not? Like, what's the worst thing that could happen if this towel remains on his cranium? Like, what? Am I going to wash my hands after and be like, well, now I don't have a towel? That was never the case. There was always a towel available. Am I getting too into it? I am. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the whole towel thing later. Another memory of him is always, when I was young, we would always get inflatable pools for the summer, and me and my brother would, would play all day, and then we'd go in and, you know, relax on the couch. And that's when my father struck. He, he would wait until all was quiet, the sun was going down, it was the perfect sunset and he would go in the pool and he would just chill there and just relax and we had a big backyard back in the day at my first house and it was just it had a really nice view of the sunset going down at the time I was young I didn't really understand it but looking back on it I imagine that those were the moments that he really just took in everything you know, it was calm. It was a nice sunny day. He was not working. He was just in the pool, relaxing. And I just imagined him just really soaking in everything that he built and went through and created. And, you know, I, I sometimes get those moments now where I'm sitting in our house and Scarlett's next to me and Jen's next to me and I'm just kind of sitting there just like everything that I've gone through and done put me here and it's very it's a very satisfying feeling to have I definitely recommend just kind of sitting back and just really appreciating 
everything that you have and everything that you went through to get to this point. It's so nice and just a nice little realization that you're doing something right. And I imagine that those moments in the pool were those moments for him. I always I, I would watch him sometimes from from the living room window. And I would just see him just, you know, going around the pool, relaxing, relaxing. And again, back in the day, I thought it was funny. I was like, what are you doing out there? And looking back on it, I just, he was just taking it in, taking it all in. Everything that he went through, all those kicks to the head, all those failed Raider seasons, all those 20-hour work days, all those overnight shifts, all those weekend shifts led to those moments in the pool during sunset on a summer day after his kids just played all day and are inside relaxing. He's just taking it all in. Another memory that comes to mind is is the fact that my mom cuts his hair all the time. I know my mom worked at Supercuts for a few years. I don't know how my dad feels about going somewhere to get a haircut, but I know personally, because my mom cut my hair all the time, I don't like when barbers cut my hair. I don't like anything other than a buzz when it comes to cutting my hair. Maybe that's just because I grew up in football and every year they would just chop my hair off for the season. But I don't feel comfortable when everything is so precise and at like perfect angles and lines. Uh, I don't think I've ever gotten a haircut from a barber that I've liked. I don't know why, I don't know the rhyme or reason for it. I just feel comfortable getting a buzz, letting my hair grow, doing it all over again. My dad's the same way, gets his haircut, he slicks it back. I didn't realize this until I saw pictures of him way back when. I have a very, very strong widow's peak. And I never understood where that came from until I saw pictures of him young and I noticed that he also has a widow's peak, but since he slicks his hair back, you don't see it as well. But I'm on to you, big guy. I found out where I got my widow's peak from, and that's pretty cool to know. But yeah, my, my mom would cut my dad's hair, and he would always be in the kitchen or outside getting his hair cut. That was something that always stuck with me. It's just he was just as simple a guy as I am when it comes to, you know, looking good, feeling good. To me, I, I'm not a very extravagant cat. Uh, I don't need, you know, the latest trends, this or that. I need some sweats. I need a shirt. I need a buzz cut, shoes, Converse, Hanes socks. Ready to hit the road, man. Let's go to the, uh, let's go to the gala. Should probably change. No one's probably going to let me go to a gala with what I just described me wearing. But if I could, ladies and gentlemen, I most certainly would. And so another thing that comes to mind when, it, when I think of my father is his love for cars. Cars has also always been a big part of his life. He always had shirts with cars on them. He always had model cars. He works on cars. Uh, he'll like make models and then paint them. Chevelles, Malibus, the old ones, all the old cars, not the new cars, and then low rider trucks. Huge truck fan. 
My earliest memory is we had a white truck. It was two door. My dad would drive. My brother and me would be in the middle and then my mom would be on the passenger seat. It was only a one one bench truck. And that was the first truck I remember. I believe he had a couple of other trucks that were only two door, but they had the seat in the back that folds down. So you would push the front seat forward and then on the wall, there would be a little seat that would fold down. And we would sit, me and my brother would sit and face each other and they would drive. And the speaker was right behind us. So it would be really bumping in there. He'd be bumping his Zap and Roger and, you know, Rick D's, the oldies hits, K-Earth 101, Los Angeles, Dr. Dre, Eminem, you know, all, all those you know, early 2000s, oldies hits. You know, some real funky stuff. And honestly, I think that's why I'm a big uh, Silk Sonic fan. Nowadays, I think some of that funky fresh vibes really rubbed off on me. So Father, I thank you because uh, you gave me a very, very nice taste in music. And I believe every single person that I forced to listen to my music feels the same. And so that, that brings me to his hobbies. I mentioned... You know, he would build model cars. He would build RC cars as well. He loved to draw. A lot of times when I was young, not so much anymore, but a lot of times when I was young, I would walk in on him in the office drawing. And some of his art is on our walls at my mom's house. And my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, the things that he would draw, he would, it was all cars or like, a knight, a knight on a horse. And wow, the detail on those things, it was impeccable. I am so amazed that he did not get as much appreciation and admiration as what I assume that he deserves. I uh, might be posting some of those photos at some point once I get uh, pictures up and maybe a YouTube channel going. But his art was impeccable. It was so cool to watch him because I don't have the mental capacity to do art like that. It takes too much time. And I remember one of his pieces, he was dotting the entire thing. Oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. But he did it. And he completed his piece and it was amazing as always you know he he just loved to be a creative when i was younger we had a small business it was lucky for stitching and stickers so we would make shirts sweatshirts things like that and stickers and one of our uh highlights in terms of our stickers was a football player and we would change the number for who wanted it we usually sold them a lot to our teammates parents and there was you know i was 72 so we would have a sticker that would be 72 and then we would have one with the logo of our team they were they were selling a lot of those and he just loved to just try to figure out how to make something artsy and i i love that i i am not a very artistic person i'm more of a communicator that i got from my mom uh, my brother's the big artsy fartsy guy and so that was just one one of the things that really stuck out to me as well that being said i feel like i gave you guys a good a good chunk of what my father was into 
uh, his work life, his days in Mexico, uh, his, his, you know, vehicles, how he really affected me in a lot of ways. But I, I would like to not express my regrets, but just kind of go over things that I wish I would have done differently. Now, in that moment, those things happened. I understand that I was just a kid and I really don't have any control of those things anymore, but they're just things for like, I wish I would have, you know, appreciated them a little bit more. That was, you know, barbecues when it was just a family barbecue and it was me, my mom, my brother, and my dad. He was cooking out there, slaving away at the grill. I was inside watching television, playing video games. I, I never really enjoyed the barbecues as much as I should have. I was not the healthiest kid in the world. My grandparents were uh, very, very generous with the McDonald's and Burger King. So corn, salad, steak, chicken nuggets and fries. Back in the day, easy answer for me, and it's not the steak, salad, and corn. I just needed to be explicit with you guys because that's just who I was. Now, looking back on it, would I prefer steak, salad, and corn? Well, yeah. I was naive, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize for my childishness and my ignorance back in the day. Now, there's ways to do these things, and these are things that I'm trying to learn for when I have children. Uh, but my dad, when we needed to work outside, you know, mow the lawn, you know, pick up the leaves, etc., he didn't do it in a way that made us want to do it. He would wake us up early and say, get up, we're going to go work outside. Not very enticing to a child. And, and so I wish he would have set up the outdoor activities in a different way. Are you okay? Are you all right? You good? Yeah? Are you finished? Thank you. He never really set up out outdoor activities like that in a way that made me want to do them. Looking back on it, I wish I would have helped my dad outside with a more positive mood. Kind of your fault, though. You didn't put me in a positive mood to begin with. Wish I would have seen through that and understood that helping Pop outside was the primary focus. What are you going to do? I want to end it off with two things. First of all, my dad is a part of me, a huge part of me. And so if what I saw from him is a good thing or a bad thing, I learned. And that's what matters is, you know, I've seen this quote so many times. It's, your parents are also living their first life on planet Earth. And that's just facts. These people do not know it all. As much as I feel like my father and I are different people, there are a lot of things that I see us doing that are similarities. And, you know, you could assume that these things are on purpose, like me wearing colored shirts to work every day. Uh, my dry, sarcastic humor that I think is hilarious. I'm, uh, Dad, I'm sure you feel the same way. Others, we're laughing at ourselves. We think we're funny. That's what matters. Sorry if you're the butt of the joke. It's, it's, it's not you. It's me. 
I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it to make myself laugh. And I think my hardworking attitude is because of him. I think my ability to also bring my walls up when necessary, I know is a product of you. Now, I'm not as intimidating because I'm simply not 6'2", and I don't like wearing glasses. It's never been my thing, but I also know how to be standoffish and act a certain way, put my headphones on, you know, headphones on, world out. I know how to just kind of be a singular person and give off don't mess with me energy. Uh, and I, I thank you for that because that's also a pretty cool trait to have when I need to, you know, turn it on and I don't really feel like chit-chatting with people. I can just put my headphones in, put my hood on, walk, and I dare someone to tap me on the shoulder because you're probably going to get a, hi, hello, how can I help you? But I won't want to say that. So just know that you're making me do something I don't want to do, but I'm going to be nice to you anyway. And like last episode, I feel like it would be unfair if I talked to Jen through the airwaves, but didn't give you uh, some love. So dad, I love you so much. I thank you every single day for everything that you have given my mom, my brother, and myself you don't understand the impact that you've had on so many people's lives and this podcast is not only for you but it is you because as I said before I'm nothing without the people around me and I'm sorry to everyone else but you're arguably the highest tier of person who's affected my life and so I want to thank you for everything that you do for us I want to thank you for being unapologetically you you make mistakes you are yourself and you don't put on a mask for anybody and I love that about you I appreciate you helping me become an individual helping me become the man that I am today the want to provide, the want to protect, the want to be present, the want to communicate. You know, for those of you who know my dad and who know you, communication, like I said before, was not your strong suit, but you being you made me realize the me that I wanted to be and the me that I'm striving to be. And I do believe that my kids are going to be better than me. And so I assume that your goal was to make us better than you. In a lot of ways, I don't think that that's possible. But in a lot of ways, I think that you taught us how to be everything that you tried to be and fell short. Everything that you aspired to be but just couldn't quite get there and I want to let you know that I love you I respect you 
I appreciate your hard work and dedication to making my life amazing. All those times where we would drive to Disneyland and even though I don't know if we could afford to go in, we drove to Disneyland, we got ice cream from the McDonald's, we sat in the parking lot, you opened the bed of your truck, we laid down a bunch of blankets and pillows, and we watched the fireworks. And it was the most amazing experience, and I never really cared about going to Disneyland because you you made you and mom made life so enjoyable for me. And I never really cared about what I had or didn't have. And in those moments where I went to the store and I wanted Pokemon cards or a wrestling action figure and I couldn't get it, I got home and I played with all the Pokemon cards and wrestling action figures that I already had at home. I forgot. All the games I didn't have came home to all the games I had. I know children never seem like they have enough. They always want more, more, more. But I want you and I want my mom to know you're going to get an episode eventually, mom, but your birthday is a little far away from now that I thank you guys. And I'm going to do the best to make sure that I live the best life I can because I know that you guys put me in a situation to be the best me that I can be. And everything that you guys did was for us. That being said, I just want to take this time to thank all of you for listening to my fourth rant of the podcast. It's not going to end anytime soon. So feel free to tune me out in some moments and then, you know, tune back in when it might get a little juicy. I appreciate you guys all for listening. This has been the fourth installment of the life I'm loving. Have some good drinks, eat some good food, be around great people, be in an amazing environment. And we will talk to you next week. Scarlett, anything to add? Whoa, potty mouth. I didn't know you were capable of such profanity, Scarlett. For those of you that speak dog, I'm sorry you had to hear that. Take care, everybody.